What is up, you gorgeous, fabulous creatures, and welcome once again to another episode of the all-new Losing It podcast with Kylie Pax, Australia's emotional eating coach. As I run through my regular spiel, I am thrilled and delighted to be with you all again today. This week, we're talking about a really popular topic. It's one of the topics that I get asked all the time. It's probably one of the topics that I ask myself all the time, which is how to stop eating when you know you've had enough, but it tastes really good. (laughs) How to stop eating when food tastes so good. You may have a weight loss goal, you may not, but in any case, we know what it's like when you get the damn food in front of you. For me, this always kicks in at night, like just pretty much almost every single night. If the food tastes really good, which it should, because you know, you made the food, you're not going to give yourself something crap. If the food tastes good and you're tired or slash exhausted, or you've had enough, or you've had a bad day, or the kids are at you, or your spouse is at you, any of those scenarios, and then add in there your own, it's really, really fucking hard, I find, to stop eating when it feels like food is all you've got at that point. Like, you're not going to go, listen, you know, there's people out there who will say, distract yourself from emotional eating, go distract yourself, take a hot bath, go for a walk, like pick up the phone and call somebody. Please give me a fucking break. I am not going to pick up the phone and call somebody or haul my ass into a bath where I can sit in a steaming bath of my own filth and think about how much I still want the chocolate. And I'm sure as heck not dragging my butt outside for a walk, especially right now. It's wintry winter here in Australia. It's obscenely cold and vile outside. Like, no, thank you. I'm certainly not taking my little feet outside for the pitter patter of stomping around in the rain. So no, that is not going to be happening. When I want chocolate or food at night, I just want the damn chocolate. So the question is how to stop eating mainly at night when you know that it's not going to be the best thing for you. It's working against every weight loss goal that you've ever set for yourself and emotional eating at its best. Like it's just emotional eating at its finest. Like we said, you've had enough and you're tired and you just want to check out How the hell do we put the kibosh on this? Now, there are four main reasons why we still keep eating when we know damn well we've had enough. And I'm going to start with the one that's most prevalent for me because I still deal with it to this day. And I'll explain why I still deal with it as well, which is if you're trying to tell yourself that's enough chocolate now or that's enough chips or whatever it is that you're noshing on after you've had your dinner, then and you know that enough is enough. And from this point forward, you're going to probably regret it if you keep eating. What can happen is it can trigger for you past diet trauma. And what I mean by that is there's a part of your brain that imprints every single fucking scenario that you are in. And if you have ever, like me, dieted before in your life in a manner that I'm not talking particularly about a diet concept whereby I'm going to introduce more vegetables into my diet or something like that. I'm talking strictly about the weight loss diets that have had us restrict, deprive, and basically say no to food in any respect. Now, the classic example of this would, of course, be your meal replacement shakes. I mean, please, what woman on the planet hasn't done meal replacement shakes? And really, if we're going to be truthful, who hasn't done them multiple times, honey? Raise, you see me over here, I'm raising my hand, flapping it about in the air like a wild woman. Yes, I have done the meal replacement shakes and I've done them more than once. They are vile and they're gross. They, they 
they do taste better now. I'll give them that. But they're usually always sweet. Nobody out there is developing a meal replacement shake that tastes like, you know, steak and onions. That's not a thing. They're sweet, which then just imprints into your brain the desire for more sweet food. But that's just a little side note there. So if you've ever done a diet in the past where, and it doesn't have to be these shakes, but where you have said no to food and restricted and deprived, that is fucking traumatic for your survival brain, your habit brain. That is the subcortex for those who want the more technical terms at the back of your little human skull. So we have two components that we really care about, which is the subcortex, which is your habit brain, which is where all the stupid ass things do live, that we make some random decisions that we feel are very impulsive around food. That's all coming from the habit brain. And then we have the prefrontal cortex at the front, which is the most recent addition in evolutionary history to our brains. And that is the part where we keep and and store our language, understanding, self-concept and voluntary movement. So our habit brain has been scarred. Let's put it that way. It's been scarred, honey, by those previous diet shakes. You out there thinking, oh, okay, I tried the shakes, but it didn't really have any long lasting effect on me. As in, yes, I may have gained the weight back, but that's all right. I'm fine. I don't need to see a shrink over it or something. I'm fine. Well, your habit brain is not fine. And anytime now that you want to say no to yourself when more is available, your little habit brain going to kick in. Ah, no, I'm so sorry over here. That reminds me of the time in 1988 when you were taking those damn meal replacement shakes and I did not enjoy it and I did not have fun. I thought we were going to die. And what it's going to do in the present moment is kick up a fucking stink and you're not going to want to say no to yourself. It's not because you're weak. It's not because you don't have the motivation or you slash need more motivation. Why can't I say no to myself? I need to be motivated. No, honey, that is a whole nother topic on in and of itself. Motivation is designed to get you going in any particular area that you want to be moving. Think about it. If a wild bear is chasing you, you better be pretty fucking motivated to run in the opposite direction. Now, let's flip that on reverse. If someone says to you, oh, they're giving away money for free over there in the room down the hall, oh, you're going to be very fucking motivated to run down there real fast. That's what motivation is supposed to do. It's supposed to get you up and get you moving. But you are not supposed to feel motivated 24-7 every day for the rest of your life. Like, that is called being on drugs. That's That's not how most of us choose to live our lives. Most of us have to slug it out at some point when the motivation dies off. And that is what needs to kick in here when it comes to your nighttime overeating. You're never, honey, never gonna feel motivated to say no to yourself. No, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. You need to have something else in place and you can have your whys and all those fucking things and they're fabulous, but they probably won't, as I said to you, see you through when you're tired or you're at your wit's end or you're exhausted or you're not feeling well, any of those scenarios. Probably having a why, I can tell you for me, my why, I don't give a shit about my why when it's eight o'clock at night and all I want is chocolate. I don't care about my why and I am not motivated to say no to myself when I've had a long day or I'm stressed or I'm not feeling well and I just want to use food to either release, relax or reward myself. So if you feel like, yeah, I think this past drive trauma shit might even apply to me, then it's very easy 
to talk yourself off the ledge at night when you want to keep eating. What I suggest doing is getting yourself a piece of paper and a pen. doesn't have to be a fancy journal. You don't need to sit back and say, now, oh, Kylie, I I can't do this because I don't have a nice, pretty journal. I didn't say nothing about no journal. Get yourself a fucking sticky note if you have to and a pencil and sit it next to your ass on the couch And then just note down the thoughts that you're thinking. The reason that we jump back up and get more food is not because we're obsessed or food controls us. It's that we want to get away from the thoughts in our head that are saying, you should eat more chocolate. I can't believe you're not eating more chocolate. If you don't eat that chocolate, the kids are going to eat it. The spouse is going to eat it, but you sure as hell won't be eating it. And we eat just to shut that voice down. I want to know what is that voice? What are the thoughts that are in your head that are stressing you out so much around why you need to keep eating the chocolate? And listen, I'm just going to insert here. I use chocolate because that's my arch nemesis. For you, it could be chips. It could be pizza. It could be any fucking thing. Just insert your kryptonite in there. For me, it's chocolate. So that's the example that I use. Note down the thoughts that are racing through your mind. They may be really, they should be short sentences, if that. It should be like, but I want it, but it tastes so good. A little more won't hurt. I can start again tomorrow. All these types of things. And once you see it on paper, you can see how fucking ridiculous it actually is. But when it's trundling around in your mind, it's all just like a tumble dryer in there and it becomes very stressful. And that also impacts on our nervous system, which is why you will find your ass getting up off the couch to get more chocolate just to shut down the voices. You're not eating the chocolate anymore because you actually want the chocolate. It's no longer to do with chocolate. Now you're eating the chocolate just to shut down the stressful voices that are in your head telling you to eat the chocolate. So write those thoughts down, look at them, assess them, run them through the four C's. You've heard me talk about this before in previous episodes. The four C's are catch the thought, catch it, write it fucking down on paper, challenge the thought, look at it, people, police, look at the damn thought and ask, is it true? Can I be absolutely certain that this is true? The third C is to catch it, challenge it, change it. You've got to change it. Change that thought to something more conducive to where you want to go. Change it to something that's more productive than, but I want it, it tastes good, a little bit more won't hurt, and I can start again tomorrow. Why don't you change that too? Every little bit does count. There are no little bits that don't count. Every decision I make impacts how I'm going to feel tomorrow and the me that will show up tomorrow. Change it to something more empowering and something that you can really wrap your little motivational salivary glands around and get behind. You only have to say, I'm just going to say this, you only have to say no to yourself one time to see that it's possible and that it can be done and how good you feel as a result of it. You only have to do it once. Every time after that, it will become a little bit easier and a little bit easier until it's just your natural MO. This is who I am and this is how I roll. I don't overeat at night. The second reason why you may be overeating at night is because you could still be having what I would call eating from a memory. Eating from a memory would look like you seeing some chocolate and then thinking, oh, that's 
delicious. You haven't even eaten this thing yet. You haven't even eaten it. But you're already telling yourself stories about how good this going to be. You're telling yourself all the sexy stories and getting all the Barry White, like making love music going. And you're telling yourself this is going to be amazing. You haven't even eaten it yet. You are eating or in that case, getting ready to eat from a memory. You're not even preparing yourself to sit down and taste the food. And I've done this so many times, it's embarrassing. But what I have started doing of late is I've, if I hear myself saying all the sexy talk around the food, I will take the food, I'll take it, and I'll sit down and I'll eat it consciously and slowly. This is eating code number four. When I talk about the eating codes that help me lose 20 kilos, this is eating code number four. People, I'm even, I'm just going to say it here. If you haven't got them yet, kyliepacks.com forward slash free course. Eating code number four is called tune in and don't tune out. I want you to actually taste the chocolate and really, whatever, again, again, whatever it is that you're eating, really taste it and ask yourself, is this so fucking good that it's worth putting my dreams and hopes and aspirations of a healthy life and living in a body that I actually love and enjoy, putting them up on a shelf and saying, bye-bye, see you later, later for you. I don't need you. You don't matter. Is this food so orgasmic that it is worth you giving up who you could be in this lifetime? And every single time for me, the answer is no, no. I, my latest little addiction has been these Kit Kats. Uh, they are white chocolate Kit Kats and they're delicious. I'm just going to put it out there. They are. They're very nice. And also I've stopped telling myself sexy stories like they're just incredible. Oh, my God, I love them. They're fine. They're nice. They're yummy. But they're not and will never be worth me giving up the life that I'm supposed to be living while I'm here on this earth, living in a body that's healthy, that I feel good about, that I feel comfortable in clothes, that I'm not trying to fucking crop myself, Photoshop myself out of photos whenever somebody takes it and I'm in it and I look fat, cut out my arms. Oh my God, look at the size of my thighs. Like, no, I'm done with that shit. Like literally done with it. If I see myself in a photo and I think that I look fat, It's not, I can't even, I can't even talk right now. It's not the responsibility of the person who took the photo to fucking crop me out. It's my responsibility to do something about it so I do like how I look in the damn photo. Side note. Third reason, it's really simple, but I mean like this is just child's play. If you're still overeating at night, it could very possibly be that you are still mentally restricting in your life, as in, I really shouldn't be eating this. This is bad food. This is going to make me fat. (gasps) Like all that shit is only going to exacerbate your consumption of said food. There is no way you can make yourself feel like shit, tell yourself something is forbidden, you shouldn't be eating it, Bring yourself into a panic and then think that you're going to just calmly put the food back on the shelf and walk away. I don't think so. Oh, no. You're going to stuff it down your gullet so fast that you'll probably get a stomachache. You'll stuff it down again, as I say, not because the chocolate is irresistible. You'll stuff it down to shut down the negative thoughts that have now got you feeling like a piece of crap. That's all we do. We tell ourselves bullshit stories like, I shouldn't be eating this. And then we start to feel so bad and so panicked that we eat the food faster 
It seems it's so counterintuitive. You would think if you told yourself, I shouldn't be eating this, that you would then, hello, not eat it. But we don't. We eat it and we eat it in larger quantities and faster just so we can get it in before we actually have to face the facts about what we've done. If you're still mentally restricting, then it's really time to let that go. Just first of all, stop labeling food. That's a bullshit way to live. And secondly, if you're still physically restricting throughout the day, as in cutting back on the amount of food that you're eating, then you can just, please, it's like a wind up doll. There's no way you're going to not eat at night. You've wound yourself up all day. You're eating at night. Just get ready. I'm going to sit back and watch you because you will be eating at night. Now, the last reason that I'm going to share with you today about why you are finding it hard to eat when you know you've had enough or why you're overeating at night is a little controversial. Not all of you will probably agree with it, which is why I would love to hear your feedback in the comments or share them on social. And it's that I believe there are certain foods and different foods at different stages of our lives that we simply need to create some healthy boundaries around. What do I mean by that? I mean that let's say, for instance, my white chocolate Kit Kat scenario. Now, I don't have a problem with them. I've got about, I don't know, probably six blocks of them here in my pantry. It's fine. I'm looking at them now. It's it's, it's fine. There was a time when I simply wouldn't be able to keep something in the house like that. I would have felt way out of control and not been able to stop myself from binging. I progressed well far past that now. That's no longer an issue. But If I did find myself in a scenario where once I started eating, I found it too hard to stop, then I have no problem saying to myself and or Phil or whoever else is in the house, listen, we're actually just not going to keep these white chocolate Kit Kats in the house just for a little while because I need to create some healthy boundaries around them. I'm not excluding them from the house because I'm scared I can't control myself. That I want to make very, very fucking clear. If you're keeping foods, certain foods, bakery items, chips, whatever it is, if you're keeping them out the house because you're telling yourself bullshit like I can't control myself around them, then don't expect yourself to suddenly control yourself around them when they do re-enter the house. You've got to create healthy boundaries. So I could say, listen, I don't want to keep those things in the house just for a short period of time whilst I get my head around it and learn healthy eating patterns again with some other foods and some different things and practice my boundaries and the eating codes in every other aspect of my relationship with food. And when I'm ready, I will bring them back in. Again, I want to stress, you're not excluding them because you're scared of them, because you think once I start, I can't stop, because you're like, I can't have those in the house. I'll just eat them all. That's bullshit. That's not true. I would elect to keep them out for a short period of time to strengthen my mental and emotional boundaries. If I'm having a hard time with anything else in my life, it would be unreasonable for me to expect that I could just fully not overeat on the Kit Kats. Just wouldn't happen. So if I can put myself in a scenario where I can get through anything else that I need to work out or get through, whatever other stresses are going on, then I may decide, I feel really good now. I'm going to introduce those white chocolate Kit Kats back into my pantry and consume them in a way that I feel good about. Again, that would be following the eating codes. So that would look like me putting them on my plan each day, only eating it if I was hungry, definitely stopping if I had had enough, not eating it if I wasn't hungry, and following each one of the codes most, most, most of all in alignment with eating code number five, which is act like the person you want to become. And I'm going to round up today's podcast sort of back where we started with eating code number five. There is a version of you 
in existence somewhere, like a sliding doors moment. But there is. There's a version of you who exists, who is where it is that you think you want to be now. She's lost her weight. She's living her best life. She's fucking amazing. It's not that she sits back and she doesn't have any issues, no stresses. She never feels unmotivated. She always wants to get out of bed in the morning and do her workout or eat right at she has all the same mental and emotional challenges as you do now. The only difference is she has set different parameters around what she will and will not accept for herself. She will not accept bullshit excuses or she feels the excuses. She hears them in her head. She just doesn't listen to them. She doesn't let them rule her decision-making process. She still gets up and does the damn thing because let me put it to you this way. There are two ways always to lose your weight. You can either do the right thing, such as eat less and blah, blah, blah. You do all those things so that the right thing can happen to you. Like you're looking for weight loss or, and this is my preferred method, you do the right thing because you know it's the right thing for you to do. And the byproduct of that will always be weight loss. So with that, my beautiful ones, I'm sending you tremendous amounts of love. As always, hop on over kyliepax.com forward slash free course to get my free four-part video series on exactly how I lost 20 kilos and kept it off with each one of the five eating codes. And as always, remember, the only person who has the power to change your life is you, honey. When you step up and take full ownership of every tiny area of your life that you are fully responsible for, nobody's shoving that food in your mouth but you. You've got to sit back. You've got to ask the questions. Take the steps that I outlined in today's podcast because that is when you've got what it takes. Sending you tremendous amounts of love. I will see you again next week. Until then, gorgeous ones, bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to shimmy your butt over to kyliepax.com forward slash free course and sign up for my free weight loss training so you can start losing your weight now. You'll also find helpful notes and resources in my past podcast that will help you lose your weight without the BS diet drama. I'll see you next week.